Tuesday morning. Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual. Got a full show today. We're going to be talking about Plaid Friday, a miracle on 34th Street, and our usual visit from the Prince George Public Library. We're going to start talking about inspiring women among us, and I guess to some extent, I'm on the phone right now with one of them, Dr. Annie Booth. Good morning, Annie. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. I am fine. Thank you. Good. So now this is the nice quiet time, right? I mean, it starts tomorrow, so you guys are all rested up. No, no, no panic or anything for the organizers of Inspiring Women Among Us, right? No, not at all. No, We're all ready to go. Oh, good. Now, what is the history of the Inspiring Women Among Us in, in Prince George? So this is an event that uh, Dr. Zoe Melodis and I decided to create leading up to the Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women, uh, in part to bring attention to the event, which we felt wasn't really uh, being paid enough attention, but also to uh, offer a positive alternative to that, which is to demonstrate uh, the uh, you know wonderful achievements, activities, knowledge, uh, and thinking that uh, women... Uh, actually bring to the table, and over the, the years it has expanded uh, to include indigenous, you know, people mm-hmm. of color, uh, LGBTQ++, uh, just to expand uh, the opportunities for voices that we don't normally hear from that tend to get drowned out and really put, you know, voice, act, action, achievement, activity front and center for a week. So has it always been basically a week, or has it expanded as it's gone along? Thankfully, it's gotten smaller. The first oh. time we put it on, it was like 10 days, and that was just way too much for the two of us. Yeah. So we're down to uh, a week starting tomorrow, uh, the 22nd, and ending on the 29th. Okay, so now, I guess, what are some of the major, I guess, they could all be considered major events, but what are some of the highlights this year? Uh, well, of course, there is a Day of Remembrance mm-hmm. uh, ceremony on the 29th at the uh, gathering place at the College of New Caledonia. Uh, but uh, we have our opening tomorrow where we have a, a speech by Casey Keynes, who is an Indigenous lawyer, uh, but also uh, is about to become the first Indigenous clerk to the first Indigenous Supreme Court Justice yeah. uh, in Canada. So she's going to be well worth um, hearing from, I believe. Uh, on the 23rd, we have Books and Breakfast with with uh, three Northern BC authors, uh, Adrian Fitzpatrick, Helen Knott, and Carolee uh, McDonald. We have a re- reproductive rights rally that's going on on the 23rd and in the evening. Uh, Alice Henderson, who is a suspense novelist, is going to talk about including conservation themes uh, when you're writing fiction. We're quite excited about <laughs> Uh, that uh, one. We have a talk by Jaspreet Kaur, uh, who wrote a really marvelous book called Brown Girl Like Me about, um, uh, you know, what it feels like um, to, to be a person of color. We have a Saturday, we have a twofer uh, art event. Uh, Kat uh, Sievertson will be opening an exhi- exhibition at the university, followed by a rather very famous art night with Cy Transkin, and I promise you there will be much glitter involved uh, going on in that. Uh, and one of the ones that we're very excited about is on the 28th, we have a visit from Vivek Shreya, who is a nationally known uh, artist, uh, and they will be performing down at the art gallery. So now, so she's going to, they're going to be at the art gallery. Are most of the other events up at UNBC in one place or another? 
Yes, most of the other events are largely up at uh, UNBC, mostly in the Bentley Center with mm-hmm. a few in the gathering place. So once you found the, the Bentley Center, you'll be there for <laughs> sorry women for the rest of the week. Lovely. So it might not be a bad idea to either A, get a parking pass for a week, or B, take the bus. Yes. Yes, okay. uh, we're very conveniently located uh, at the top of a you know very large hill. Yes, yes, quite easy to spot. Yeah. Now, um, are all of the events in person, or have you still got some events going online? Uh, many of them are in person, but we have a number that are online. Uh, so some of the uh, talks like the uh, NRESI Colloquium, which is Caribou from Many Perspectives, are online. We are offering uh, about back four back how workshops on promoting equity, diversity, uh, and inclusion. Those are online. Uh, some of the speakers, um, Jesse uh, Core is completely online. Uh, and uh, We have Dr. Eden Kincaid uh, speaking online. So, yes. We have a number of opportunities to tune in remotely as well as attend in person. Now, has that made it a little bit easier for you and Zoe, who you mentioned earlier, to organize, knowing that you don't have to try to get people who can get to Prince George, that they can do it from wherever they are? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the last Iowa we put on was entirely online yeah. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has helped. Uh, it's cut down travel expenses, but it's also allowed us to bring in people. Uh, so uh, uh, Core, Core is calling in from, from London. Um, uh, we, so we are bringing in speakers from, from uh, now across the globe uh, simply because as long as we can make the time difference work, we are now able to access that. It's been a real opportunity to uh, get some people in that, A, we couldn't afford to to bring in, and B, didn't have the time to come in. Now, when you're doing the online ones, sort of the Zoom ones, if you will, do you have um, a room at UNBC that people can go into and watch it from there, or are, is it pretty much you have to watch it on your own computer? Uh, a few of the events are actually hosted in person as well as online. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them you really do need a computer to yeah. come into, such as the Beck Howe, uh workshops. Um, so really, if you're interested, it's best to check the schedule and figure out what's in person and what is only on online. Now, that brings something up. The schedule is online, because I was yes. looking at it this morning, um, is, are all the events open to the public? All of the events are open to everybody, uh-huh. uh, all genders. They are all completely free, yeah. no charge, and many of them have free food. Ooh. Yeah. That's the way you get people in Prince George, isn't it? Exactly, yes. So you don't have to worry about registering or anything? Nope. Okay. Now, if, if people aren't sure about the events, like... When they go to the schedule, can they click on an individual event there and get more information about it in case the title itself maybe doesn't doesn't give them the information they're looking for? Most of the titles are pretty self-explanatory, mm-hmm. but yeah. if anybody is, is a little confused and would like some more information, they are more than welcome to email us at iwau uh, at unbc.ca, and we'd be happy to give them more information. Okay. Now, now any, how... How far in advance do you and Zoe start planning this? Like, are you already working on the 2024 one, or do you wait until the day after this one finishes? Uh, we wait till the day after. Actually, <laughs> we give ourselves a month after, uh, and then start 
uh, with our wrap-up and thinking about where we're going to go next. Uh, but this pretty much takes up most of our summer uh, mm-hmm. and a good portion of our fall. So yeah. uh, there's, when you're planning a week worth of, and we, we have something like 25 events going on, when you're trying to plan, coordinate, and get 25 events going on, it, it does take a little bit of time. Yes, especially because, again, as you say, some of the speakers uh, time differences and stuff, and yeah. you've got to make sure that, okay, their time difference doesn't run right into somebody else you've already got booked. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're doing the plan, is there a theme you look for each year? Yes, uh, we always have a theme, uh, and this year our theme is Turning Ideas into Action, Partnering for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, Accessibility, and Social Justice. Uh, we've had a lot of speakers who have come in and talked about uh, theories around equity and diversity and inclusion. Uh, this year we've added accessibility because it's becoming yes. a, a prominent topic, but what we realized is uh, we were seeing a lot of talk, no action. So this year we are brought in events uh, and speakers who are very much about how do we take these ideas and actually make them real in the world so they impact people in positive ways so that everybody's feeling welcome, uh, included, able to access all activities and are treated equitably. So this is very much about how do we make this real in our world today. Now, you would mentioned you're bringing in accessibility this year, and I know UNBC is good for this, but I just want to check. All of the events are fully accessible to everyone, like wheelchair, etc.? Yes, that's correct. Perfect. Always like to check on things yeah. like that because sometimes there's a couple of things that might not be quite working. So now, how do you, do you have any idea at all at this point how many people you're expecting to be taking part in IWOW? Uh, we really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. We usually get around 1,200 uh, individual, you know, participants that might not be 1,200 people, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 12 people, 1,200 people at least showing up to events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we feel that people who make it to events, we've affected those people in a positive way uh, and given them something of importance because things have been online lately. We have been getting people signing in from uh, not just Prince George, but sort of around the country. One of mm-hmm. our speakers, Alice Henderson, the author I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, we may be getting people from around the states because she has a following uh, as a well-known prominent mm-hmm. author. Uh, who will likely be turning in to, to listen to her. And so that's the sort of thing where that person, they're going to be doing the Zoom, if you will, with you guys, but they publicize it on their own social media. That's correct. And so people who just follow them might say, oh, actually, okay, that works out really well for me timing-wise. Yeah, I'll follow that one. Yes, exactly. And, and, and some of them have been very good about promoting other events, so the word mm-hmm. gets out. So yeah. now... When do you like to have everything finalized? <laughs> well, a, lot, a lot sooner than we uh, ever managed to do. We're usually scrambling uh, at the last few weeks trying to pull everything together. But ideally, uh, a month out is when we have everything set up, guaranteed, and, and ready to go. Yeah. Until something falls apart mm, yeah. two weeks later, yes. There are a lot of moving parts on this one and a lot of people uh, doing different things. Uh, and we're really grateful to our planning committee uh, and to the people at the university who stepped up to help us with reservations mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, paying, <clears throat> paying for things. Uh, so mm-hmm. there are lo- just a lot of people involved. We have two really fabulous uh, student helpers who have just been doing a lot of the to work alongside us, and so while Zoe and I are most prominent, there are a lot of people behind the scenes with whom, without whom we couldn't do it. Yeah. Now, has weather ever proven to be a problem? This is Prince George in November. 
We usually ask people who are traveling in to come in the day before, mm -hmm. uh, simply so they're not, you know, fogged out uh, yeah. or uh, iced out, as the case may be. So far, it hasn't happened. I'm knocking wood mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that uh, it looks like we're going to have pretty good weather yes. uh, this week. So. Uh, and next, uh, so we're hoping it's not going to be a problem, but yeah, November's always a bit of a, a, a throw of the dice. Now, is are all of the events indoors? Uh, we do have one that is outdoors. Uh, we have one of our uh, outdoor recreation faculty leading a, a, um, a nature bathing walk uh, on trying to figure out which uh, day it is. Uh, they will be leading a walk up to um, Shane Lake. Uh, and we really put this on for students uh, in particular who um, aren't really comfortable. Going. We have a lot of international students for whom snow is a concept. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a chance to take a very safe walk from the university up to Shane Lake and really experience the wonders uh, of nature in a safe way. Now, for people who may not know for sure, about how long is that walk? We're planning about three hours. Wow. It should be nice and warm. Yes, by the time you get there, you'll be nice and warmed up. Yeah, there'll be, and I hear there's, there's going to be marshmallow roasting, so. Ooh. But you guys have got this figured out, haven't you? As long as you offer food with most of the events, people will show up. Uh, yes, we're at a university, and we're all former students, and every student I've ever met is always happy for free food. Yeah. I suspect that also applies to the public. Free food is, but as well, we find that there's something very um, significant about, you know, sharing food with mm -hmm. each other, particularly as Zoe likes to say, at a really dark, dank time of, uh, of the year. It's just very nice to find, you know, warm uh, beverages. It promotes a feeling of community uh, and welcoming, so we always, always try to include food. Uh, with as many events as we can. Now, with the events, because you don't have to register for any of them, obviously you can sort of pick the ones you want. How full, if I decided to go on a particular day, how full a day would I be looking at? Um, some days they're fairly busy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our opening event, for example, we're starting uh, tomorrow uh, at uh, 9.30 with a Bannock making workshop. Oh, Yes, uh, followed by the opening. Uh, then you can go online to experience the fundamentals of anti-oppression put on by the Bacow people in Vancouver. Uh, we then have a online uh, or in-person uh, presentation by Dr. Eden Kincaid on uh, patriarchy in space. So that's pretty much a full day. Um, so if, uh, if you come up, um, you you can find things to do uh, mm -hmm. all day as well as tour around the university. Uh, Friday, again, we kind of have multiple events going on, starting with uh, BIPOC yoga, then another Bacow. Uh, we have another presentation by Dr. Kincaid on crafting a professional presence in academia, not for everybody, uh, <laughs> but for our students, uh, the Jazz Pre Corps. Uh, and then um, at 3.30 on Friday, we have the Caribou for Many Perspectives um, uh, Colloquium. So wow. some, some days... Yeah. Can be quite busy. Monday is also very busy, uh, as well with you know back to back to back. As I'm realizing, looking at my schedule uh, for Monday uh, presentations, and then of course on Wednesday, the uh, really the, our focus is on the commemorative ceremony yeah. for the Day of Remembrance. Okay, Dr. Annie Booth, Inspiring Women Among Us, starts tomorrow. What's the website for people to pick up the schedule to figure out what events they want to come to? W w dot i 
W-A-U dot C-A. Great. Andy, thank you very much. And thank you. Good luck. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. <laughs> I'm sure something will go wrong, but maybe we'll see you at some of the events. Okay. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Take a quick break and be back with more after 9. The hand held out was the hand of Christmas, and as he took it, he was whisked into another land. Hello, my name is Gip Forster, and what I have just read is the beginning of a story, a Christmas story. But it's not the only story. There are many stories to be shared in the season of wonder and goodwill. I invite you to join me on a magical journey. It feels like Christmas. Brought to you in part by MediChair, starting Friday here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Eat healthy and fresh at Homesteader Meats, founded by Ben and Rosella Clausen in 1982. Homesteader Meats has two premium quality meat and gluten-free products, plus Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Single portions are available in most items, including pierogies and sausages, and there are half-pound packages off ground beef, ground pork, stew meat, and meat pies. Everything from Erladen to patties is at Homesteader Meats in two locations, College Heights and Park Hill Center. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcome. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast from Environment Canada. Showers today. Wind from the south at 30, gusting to 50. Temperature steady near 5. Tonight, mainly cloudy. South wind becoming light this evening, a low of minus 2. For Wednesday, clearing in the morning with wind from the south at 20. A high of 2 with a morning wind chill to minus 7. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And this Friday is a big one in downtown Prince George. Colleen Van Mook from downtown Prince George, coincidentally enough, joins me. It's planned Friday, and I heard rumors, Colleen, I'm not going to say where they came from, that the city crews are going to be out Thursday night painting off a sidewalk's plaid. Is that, that true? That would be fun. Yeah. Okay, so it's not happening. Oh, that oh, would be bad. really fun. What did oh, I think of that? Now, I, now I've got you thinking for next year, don't I? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. I think you need to come and get on my planning committee. No. You know, um, thank you, Alan. Yeah. Yes, this Friday is Downtown Prince George's Plaid Friday. Yeah. And it is our unique opportunity to promote... Uh, well, the uniqueness of downtown. Oh, and actually, yeah. everyone's like, why plaid? And they describe plaid as the uh, unique weaving of multitude of threads that create a strong fabric. bond yeah. or a strong fabric. And it's also, you know, lots of different colors and plaid and those kinds of and things. And it's Canadian. So, well, that's true, but we like to say that that is really um, a really good description of our downtown businesses. Yeah. They are unique, they are strong, they're vibrant, and you know, of late they've been uh, you know faced with a lot of different uh, situations yes. in our downtown, and they're resilient. So yes. uh, we have been doing Plaid Friday for about seven years, I think, Wolf. and uh, it, it's really a, an opportunity just to uh, come downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there is this other thing that's called Black Friday, and uh, we know that's what? been around I've, for I've a never, while. I've never heard of that one. And, and typically people associate Black Friday with the big box stores, and, mm-hmm. and, and we really love this idea of Plaid Friday. And you're right, it's Canadian. Everyone's got yeah. Plaid. So there's a lot going on. Our businesses are going to have some fun with it, so there'll be some contests, like I think Walk. Walk Right Shoes is doing a spin to win. Uh, Psychologic is uh, going to have a draw. If you're wearing plaid, you could win a $50 GC. So things like that. And then a lot of our businesses, it will take me all my, all my (laughs) time here to explain, (laughs) but there's, there's discounts and there's specials and there's just some extra fun on plaid Friday. Because I hate to mention this, but Friday is one month and one day until Christmas. That's right. And we do consider this a kickoff to holiday shopping. Uh, so we're, we're doing a few extra things uh, on Friday. So mm-hmm. all day long is Plaid Friday in downtown yes. Prince George. But from 4 to 6, we are going to have the Plaid Patrol. <clears throat> yes, and this is something where you want to get caught wearing plaid. Oh, okay. You definitely want to get okay. caught. And so uh, we'll, we'll be out and about, the Plaid Patrol, um, looking for people to wear plaid. And there'll be some great swag. We have some what we're called Plaid Friday bucks that you can spend in oh. our downtown mm-hmm. stores and restaurants. And we just really want you to get in the spirit of plaid, show your support for uh, downtown and for local by wearing plaid. But I'll, when I talk about spirit, um, we have some extra fun too. Q3 Community Market, where we're sitting yes. today, is going to do a night market from oh, 4 to 8 right. um, on Friday. Uh, we also have Amanika Arts that's doing an arts fair from 4 to oh, 8 on Friday. Okay. So you can really, you know, can come downtown, you can do some shopping, you can check out uh, a couple of night markets, which is really fun, and uh, you can maybe get some swag and... Uh, and, really and, just support downtown. And everything's really walking distance. Well, you know, well, to some I extent. think so. Yes, I, I know. think so. You know, our downtown is quite large. But when you think about some of the retail and the restaurants, we're really looking at third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. And it is very walkable. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have some mild weather. So take yeah, advantage the of that yes. while, while you can. I try not to look. I don't really want to no. jinx it. Uh, the other thing is that if you can't... Um, Make it downtown. Uh, we want you to still get in the spirit. So your your business, your family, your friends, if you can wear plaid, take a picture, post it on our social, mm. you will have an opportunity to win a lunch at your favorite downtown restaurant for six people. So that's another way to show support uh, and be able to celebrate Plaid Friday on November 24th. That's this Friday. Now, restaurants... Are any of them serving like plaid colored food? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that would look like, but I, I'm just I don't know. We did, actually, one year, when, one of the first years we did it, we did have a, a restaurant do a, a drink where they designed something plaid on top. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> um, last year, Daydreams Donuts did a little bit of a plaid donut okay. uh, for a special thing that we were doing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. The, the other thing that. Um, we're offering up when you're wearing plaid uh, from four to six is uh, Zoe's is providing free hot chocolate. So Ooh, when we catch nice. you wearing plaid, you might be able to get a, a coupon to get okay. some free hot chocolate yeah. and at Zoe's Java House. So everyone's really wants to be part of it. Um, I guess the thing is, people don't realize there's a lot 
of go- a lot going on downtown. So, yeah. you know, we have over 30 restaurants and cafes. We have over 60 retail shops. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to know what's going on, we have tried to make a very, very, um, what would you say, uh, organized website. So the Plaid Friday will basically show you what sales are going on in the stores, what are the special activities, and actually we have a lot of events that are happening on Friday that, that may not be actually Plaid Friday, but it mm-hmm. means that there's there's things that you can come down, shop, and you can go to Spruce King game that night. Oh, you can go right. to, um, what is it, the Legion is having uh, some, some special events, right. and the Seniors Activity Center is doing some special events. I saw that on there. I was That's outside. Right. And then I was the, at the bus stop. The Prince George there, Library yeah. is also having some events throughout the day. So, okay. really, Plaid Friday is going to be a great day. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it. It's actually a Pro D day. So, there's it an is. opportunity to bring the whole family downtown yes. throughout the day. And downtownpg.com mm-hmm. is where you can find. Perfect. All this right. information okay. and how you can make the best of Plaid Friday and support downtown Prince George. But why did you make the website so tough to remember? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Downtown PG, we really, really focus on that. Downtown Prince George is about these unique businesses. Yeah. It's about um, heart and soul of, of our community. So we're really... Looking forward to this opportunity to celebrate something a little bit unique that reflects the versatility of our downtown entrepreneurs. Okay. Plain Van Mook, downtown Prince George, Plaid Friday coming up on Friday, plenty of events. What's the website one more time? Downtownpg.com. Simple enough. Colleen, thank you very much, and I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. I look forward to it. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more. After nine. Tickets are available for the Brunswick Seniors Activity Center New Year's Eve celebration. Ring in the new year by dancing to the music of Caribou Thunder. The evening will include prizes and appies after ten. Tickets are just $40 per person and are available at the Seniors Activity Center Monday through Friday between nine and three, but must be purchased before December 22nd. Everyone 19 and older is welcome to attend. The New Year's Eve celebration at the Brunswick Seniors Activity Center, the corner of 4th and Brunswick. Kick off the holiday season and support your friends, families, and communities in the North with the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation's 30th Annual Festival of Trees. Take in events such as the MediChair Seniors Brunch, Scotiabank Seniors Tea, and Canadian Tire Fashion Show, to name a few, and tour the trees from November 29th to December 3rd at the Prince George Civic Center. For details or to purchase tickets, visit spiritofthenorth.ca or call the Foundation office at 250-565-2515. It's not too late to get your vehicle winterized. To get it done right, visit Auto Magic on 15th. Tires, coolant, general service, brakes, imported or domestic parts, wheels, shocks, and so much more, Auto Magic is the place to go to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape for the long winter months. Book your appointment with Auto Magic today and get the job done right. Call 250-564-3224. Open Monday through Saturday from 8 to 5, Auto Magic on 15th. Your vehicle will thank you. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. 
business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivotleader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. This is a busy week in Prince George. We were talking already about Inspiring Women Among Us, which starts tomorrow, Plaid Friday, coming up on Friday, believe it or not, down in downtown Prince George. And Bradley Charles is the Assistant Director with Theatre Northwest for Miracle on 34th Street, the radio play musical, to give it the correct title. And when do you guys hit the stage? So it's Miracle on 34th Street, a live musical radio play. Right, okay. Yeah, so our first preview is on Thursday. Uh, official opening night is on Friday. And then we run all the way until December 20th. And that was something, was you guys haven't even started. That's right. And you were held over. That's right. It's Christmas. I, I know. It's time to, yeah, but, move but some tickets. So yeah, I, I've, I've been, talked to a couple of people who you sure. know, have been around the... the Prince George Entertainment scene and stuff like that. And this was the first time anybody could recall the announcement coming out. Like Most of the plays end up getting held over. This right. was the first time anybody could recall the announcement coming out before the play had even opened. Really? So obviously, ticket yeah. sales are doing well. Well, I didn't know about that detail, but no. yeah, I mean, it is good to start seeing people coming back. Yeah. It's been a few years where it's been, you know, obviously... All yes, of live events all over the world have, have been uh, working hard to get back, and so it's really nice to see people excited to join their community and come out to a show and partake in you know, these communal events where we get to all sit together and, and take in a show together. And now this is, like, almost everybody, I think, knows Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. But this is not the movie. That's correct. This yeah. is a radio play. That's right. That you guys are putting on. So if you come to see Miracle on 34th Street the play, you're going to be pleasantly surprised that it's a little more than that. So yeah. a radio play is where we pretend that the the theater audience that night is the live studio audience inside of a radio okay. studio. So the actors are playing actors who are playing characters in a radio play. Right. So we also have live Foley effects where, you know, and then the so scrunching of snow room, and stuff like that. Clip clop. Yeah. yeah. Now, we've added an extra layer on this show. Um, Kayvon, the director, had this wonderful idea early on that, you know, you're looking at a, a play where, okay, you have actors playing actors who are playing a show. Yeah. Well, how the actors inside the show, how's their day going? Maybe it's going great. Maybe everything's kind of falling apart. But does the audience at home know that? Or is it just for the live studio audience? Mm -hmm. So the idea we're playing with is... Maybe the Foley guy gets there, yeah. opens his box of Foley items, and they're not there. Uh-oh. So then as a team, the whole cast has to come together to rip things off the walls, to find ways to make those sounds. And by the end, they're working together as a team, and they've got it running smooth, and they're like a big, happy family, and it's a Christmas miracle, really. Yeah. Um, so we've, yeah, really tried to build a ton of Christmas magic into the show. And it's really, really coming together really well. Good. And now you've also got, from what I've heard, Christmas carols during the show as well. Yeah, and it's really good music in this show. Mm -hmm. I was um, very pleasantly surprised when we started hearing the, the cast singing the songs. Oh. That, you know, that it's set in 1947. Yeah. And so it's that era of music, and yeah. it's very jazzy, really beautiful mm -hmm. sounding choral 
Christmas music. Yeah. So yeah. now is was the music already included in the play to some extent? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you guys didn't have to worry about saying we want to do this song, but oh my goodness, uh, the Snoopy Christmas stuff doesn't come out until the sixties, so we can't use that song. No, we didn't write this the music. Written, no, but and this but stuff is all from the okay. We did. There are three jingles that are huh? that are meant to be rewritten for local sponsors. So I did get to rewrite some of the songs <laughs> and uh, and you know share some community tie-in with that. We've got Grandma's Inn, right. uh, Central Builders, and Rocky Mountain Chocolate are the three sponsors that we've 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 built into the show yeah. and given them a jingle in the show. <laughs> and uh, I think we did a really good job with it. It's really fun. And I guess one of the nice things to some extent about putting on a play that's a radio play yeah. is you don't have to worry a heck of a lot about sets. It's one set. It is one set, but that means that you get to go all out on oh, yeah. one set. Yeah, so it is. It's a big full set. It's all yep. over the whole stage. We've built a whole radio stage, mm-hmm. um, and it's beautifully lit and it's beautifully painted. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's really something. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you don't have to say, "Okay, halfway through, we're going to take an intermission," which you might be anyways. I'm not sure. We sure will. Yeah, but you're not going. Okay. The stage tries to get out there and change everything around. No. The, no, yeah. The stage basically stays the way it was. Totally. Yeah. Which it's, makes it a little bit easier. It's nice, yeah. It's, um, I mean, Prince George audiences are used to coming to Theatre Northwest and seeing big sets. That's yes. always been a tradition at Theatre Northwest. You know, we have a, one of the widest stages mm-hmm. for the depth of the house. This is all very technical, but yeah, it's yep. a, like we always have uh, lighting designers and set designers come in and they're shocked by how wide the stage is. And it's because we've always had really big, very high quality sets ever since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's something that people can expect to continue seeing. And, yeah, it's a radio play, which means it's just in one location. But we don't scrimp on the set just because of that. And I guess now the actors as well, mm-hmm. basically, they don't have to worry about costume changes or anything because they're just mm-hmm. they're at the radio station doing their job for the one day or night or whatever. So they're going to be wearing the same costume all show. Which, again, means they just get one, and it's a good one. Yeah. Like, we're seeing really nice costumes on this show. Really beautiful period costumes that... um, And all the design aesthetic has kind of really come together. The vision was really clear from the beginning, Mm -hmm. and it all works together absolutely beautifully. We have two actually, um, we have two local actors in the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Curtis Abriel, who we all know Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, Yeah, everybody who's been to any kind of music. I would say him singing is not a surprise. That's right, yeah, yeah. So he's playing our announcer and kind of the host. Good voice, yeah. Holy guy. So, uh, yeah, and he's just wonderful. And then we also have Courtney Hayhurst. Okay. Who, from the Makery. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody's ever seen Nove Voce or mm-hmm. plenty of Judy's shows, they've heard her sing. And uh, she's just wonderful as well. Wow. So how big is the cast in total? There are... He's counting, he's counting ice well, right tricky. now. So I know. Because there's also a, a child in the show, but there has to be two. Because, oh, you know, it's a big yeah. job for one kid. So I think right. there's... Uh, there's five and then six, so seven people, but yeah. Six roles. Six roles. Okay. So now, how long have you been rehearsing? We started on November 2nd was our first day of rehearsal in the space. You know, everybody comes in already with a lot of preparation done. Um, you know, the directing team and the design team, creative team has been working on it since probably May. Yeah. We've been, uh, you know, meeting and having kind of 
high concept conversations, making sure that when we get all into the space together, finally, you know, November 2nd to November 24th is the rehearsal period. Three weeks. Not a lot of time. No. So we got to have all our ducks in a row right when we get started. And so, yeah, it's been really fun working with um, a really great group of creatives to, mm-hmm. to get this show looking really, really fun. And I guess it helps to some extent that even though you're doing it as a radio play, most people know the story That's of right. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so and helps. to put it in a nutshell, you know, it's uh, Chris Kringle shows up yeah. on the day of the Macy's Parade in New York City, and he replaces uh, Santa Claus, the, the old Santa Claus in the parade, uh, and then gets hired as their Macy's toy Santa Claus. However, he claims he's the real Santa Claus. Yeah. So then we have a little bit of trouble ensues, and he ends up in court. And he has to prove that he truly is Santa Claus or be committed. Uh, and so then Fred Gailey, our leading man, who's a lawyer, goes and defends him, also to win the heart of Doris Walker and Doris's daughter Susan, uh, learns to believe in Santa Claus throughout this whole whole process and it's just so heartwarming and so uh just touching for the whole family we can you know all come and believe it's, in each other it's perfect for the christmas season exactly yeah. yeah yeah bradley charles theater northwest miracle on 34th street starts technically i guess thursday but first real performance to some extent is friday preview thursday opening yep. night friday so really yeah preview is a good show too. how can people get tickets get your tickets in person at Studio 2880 mm-hmm. or online at theaternorthwest.com. Okay. Bradley Charles, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us about Miracle on 34th Street. Thank you. Anytime. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9. Studio 2880 has another watercolor painting workshop on their schedule from Lori and Mailey Bell. Hey. The Full Moon Workshop Saturday from noon to 3 will utilize black watercolor paper and gouache paint. Cost is $55 with supplies included. Register by calling Lori Ann at 780-720-3587. Full Moon Workshop, the latest watercolor workshop for beginners with Lori Ann Mailey Bell. Saturday from noon to 3 at Studio 2880. Live well. Prince George Society has monthly free events for their arthritis support group. Each month is something different. An event designed for those suffering from arthritis to meet, have fun, and share tips and experiences with others battling through the degenerative affliction. This month's get-together is the Jingle Bell Walk, Wednesday, November 29th. For more information, check out the website, livewellpg.ca. In response to tremendous interest, non-return has been held over at Two Rivers Gallery now on through January 7th. Non-Returnables brings together artists from across BC with work exploring our relationship with plastic. Representing a wide range of perspectives, the exhibition provokes a consideration of critiques, solutions, and reimaginings of plastic and its impact individually, socially, and environmentally. Non-Returnables, now on through January 7th at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Forecast from Environment Canada. Showers today, wind from the south at 30, gusting to 50, temperatures steady near 5. Tonight, mainly cloudy. South winds becoming light this evening, a low of minus 2. For Wednesday, clearing in the morning with wind from the south at 20, a high of 2 with a morning wind chill to minus 7. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay. And it is... Getting near the end of the month, and by golly, that means it must be time for me to sit down with Jen Rubido from the Prince George Public Library. Hello, Jen. Hello. And, uh, 
did you have any trouble with the wind getting here this morning? No, it's not too bad. It okay, was a little, good. A little rainy. Um, okay. So, which is okay. Yes. You know, it's okay. And now you guys have got a fairly busy week still, actually. Even though it's only Tuesday, of course you guys we have do. A couple, well, you guys are always busy, <laughs> but there's a couple of there's a couple of sort of I would almost say special events coming up. We do. We're getting near the end of the year, mm-hmm. which for most people, of course, is also the end of the financial year as such. Yep. And so they might be starting to look at it, and they're saying, "Okay, next year I'm going to get all of my receipts out of this shoebox and actually start doing something right." And you guys have got something coming up tomorrow night that could help. We do. So November is Financial Literacy Month. Mm. Um, so not only do we have a series of events um, that are helped to promote that, but we also have a huge display of really great books uh, up on the second floor um, mm. in the adult section. So it, it, like so many amazing titles, I wish I had all the time in the world to read them all, but you I don't. have taken out a couple. Yeah. Um, but some really great titles in there. But we have a program tomorrow night um, called Budgeting and Setting financial goals, Mm -hmm. which, as you kind of mentioned, this time of year, um, also with some of the holidays coming up, it reminds... and, and. you know, there's been inflation and all sorts of other things, and it's making, you know, we're having to tighten our belts a little bit more and, and think about how we're spending and what we're spending things on. And so programs like this are really important because it helps us understand uh, the ins and outs of budgets, which are things we're not taught in school. No. And so many of us go through our entire lives without ever knowing what a budget is or even how much we're spending on various things a month, let alone how to save or, yes. you know, so the impacts of saving and when you can actually use your funds and put them towards something that can grow. Um, but credit mm-hmm. cards and things like that that have those um, high interest rates, they can also do a lot of damage. So being able to look at some of those things and, and understand um, how the banks are kind of always winning um, mm-hmm. helps mm-hmm. us be able to be more in control of our finances. Yeah. So courses like this are really, really amazing. So we're going to be talking about the powerful tools of taking control of your money. So track your income and expenses, distinguish between needs and wants. Um, so a lot of us, you know, we, we have, we have our things that we need, you know, we need to pay, um, our electricity, we need to buy food, we need, you know, these, all, all these necessities, but maybe I really wanted that, those pair of gloves, but it actually might be a need. Maybe yes. I have no gloves, so maybe no. that's a need. At this and time so, of year in Prince George, you need gloves. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of figuring out the difference between your needs and wants and how to s- set short, medium, and long-term financial goals. So it's a free drop-in program okay. tomorrow night from 6 to 7.30 at the downtown Bob Harkins branch. branch. Yep. So highly encouraged encourage um, people really, teens and up, uh, Mm. to come to that because it's never too early to start learning about um, budgeting and financial goals. Again, we don't don't learn about this in school, so it's a really great program. So that is for teens and up for the most part. Yep. Now, for those people who aren't quite ready to start budgeting yet, little ones. Oh, the little, yeah. You guys have got something coming on Friday because they're not going to be in school. Yeah, so School District 57 has a Pro-D Day on yes. Friday. And we have a super fun partnership coming up for this. Um, so we always do non-instructional day programs. Yes. It's, it's part of it's what we given. do. But um, this one's really fun. So um, it's STEM, so which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, mm-hmm. and Math yes. is what STEM stands for. And so we actually are having, so you get to learn about chemistry with UNBC's Dr. Todd uh, Whitecomb and how geology mm-hmm. rocks. 
Ooh, uh, did you like that pun? Yes. Pun? Yeah, that was for you. Geoscientist John DeGrace and enjoy the Superstation by Exploration Place. So oh. it is a mashup, a team up of all sorts of um, incredible powerhouses in our community uh, on Friday from 1 to 3 again at the downtown branch and um, that's really best suited for kind of ages uh, 5 to 12 so mm-hmm. the elementary school age group um, and, yeah. but I'm just going to mention this because one of my previous guests mentioned this I called Lane Van Mooken from downtown Prince George because Friday is also Plaid Friday it she is. mentioned you guys had a special event yeah. that's what it is so yeah. again just to remind everybody Plaid Friday on Friday as well downtown. Yeah, so wear your plaid and come yes. support local businesses downtown as well as pop in and come and see yeah. us. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of really great things um, on the go right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, today is an example. You know, we've got baby time, story mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. We've got Lego at Nachaco. We've got um, ukulele. Um, we have our... Um, a games night tonight. Like we have a just huge oh, array every day of incredible programs. So and that's the thing is you guys have so many events where it's events that take place every week or maybe every two weeks. Yeah. And then you've got all of these special events yeah. like the science day on Friday. Exactly. The budgeting workshop tomorrow night. Yeah. I mean, how do you keep track of it all? Well, there's this wonderful thing called a website. Oh, good. Oh, it well, that's, that's how amazing. we keep track of it. How do you <laughs> oh, keep track well, of it? We have an internal calendar and a whole okay. process of how we, we process and, <laughs> and schedule. But, um, you know, for, that today? <laughs> <laughs> but, but for, um, for the general public and even myself, I use the website oh. a lot. I'm on it a lot. Yeah. Um, there's this beautiful little button right in the corner where it says uh, programs and events. And you click on that and you can filter by location or by day. But it'll go by day. So if you went in today, you would see the huge list of programs. Where, which which, which branch they're at and from what times and what age group. So it's really wonderful. And one reason to use the website as well, even though they've got these beautiful little pamphlets that both uh, Jen and I are looking at. Yeah. Um, there's one event that isn't in the pamphlets. Tell me more. Pop-up playtime. Pop-up playtime. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that a new event? I don't think I've seen that before so in the pamphlets. Our pop-up playtimes are kind of a response. So we do School District 57 yes. NIDs, but we also have a ton of other, so things like, so next week, for example, on November 29th, we will have another pop-up play day uh-huh. because in the plaza, it's the Civic Light Up. Okay. And so it's a way for us to be able to support... Um, events that are happening in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or even other school district non-instructional days. Sure. So it's a way for us to be able to create one graphic, one concept, and then we execute. And it's a little bit easier on our team to know kind of what we're doing. Um, it gives us a bit of a framework to put out a whole bunch of fun. Okay. we got to take a quick break, Jen. When you come back, we'll talk some more about programming, but also about some awards at the library after 9. Your Prince George Public Library is seeking nominations for the 2024 Gene Clark Local History Awards. Nominations are still being accepted for the Service Awards to recognize outstanding contributions by an individual or group in the area of local history. Full nomination details are available at the library or online through pgpl.ca. Service Award nominations for the 2024 Gene Clark Local History Awards will be accepted until January the 9th. The Gene Clark Local History Awards, a proud presentation of your Prince George Public Library. 
Life Before the Pulp Mills from your Council of Seniors is a unique look at the early years of Prince George, the Goat Island Swoon Hole and Pier, the Old Army Hospital, and making do during World War II. It's a look back using the words of past Prince George residents such as the Peckhams, Ollingers, and others. Our city in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s comes alive for just $20. Life Before the Pulp Mills, available at the new Council of Seniors Resource Center. 1335 Avenue. The Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society offers family grief support services. The service supports children who grieve and their parents or caregivers. The programs are separate but run at the same time. The same topics will be presented to each group, which can then be shared as a family at home together. There is also a children's drop-in support group. Registration is required. Registration and full details are available from the Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society online at pghpcs.ca. The Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for front desk volunteers. Volunteer shifts are available from 9 to noon and noon to 3, Monday through Friday. Volunteers work at the office at 1330 5th Avenue, answering phones, receiving payments, and directing clients to the appropriate program. For more information or to volunteer, contact Wendy by calling the Council of Seniors office at 250-564-5888 or by emailing hnc at pgcos.ca. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Before we get to talking about awards... There are a couple of other events to quickly want to mention that are coming up this week still. Holy yeah, crap. we we are just bumping. So yeah. we do have a poetry and spoken uh, word open mic yes. on Thursday evening. And um, on the other one that's about financial literacy that I almost forgot to say is we have a fina- uh, navigating financial mm. supports with the PG Community Legal Clinic. So it's learn about the benefits of income assistance, persons with disabilities, Canadian pension plan disabilities, Canadian pension plan slash old age security, and guaranteed income assistance. So it's going to talk about those various mm. programs, who's eligible, how to apply, and hopefully remove some barriers for some people who may really need access to this and don't you know, know how to navigate the system because it can be a little overwhelming. So that one is on Wednesday, December 6th from 6 to 7.30. Okay, at the downtown branch. Yeah. We also have um, this really cute new program. So it's basically story time, which is usually mm-hmm. for our, our kind of our, our under five, yes. five and under kiddos. Um, but we've started one for the big kids. So if you still want to be read to aloud because you mm-hmm. love a good story time, this one is for ages six plus. Okay. And each week we're going to be reading um, another section of a larger book. So it's called Readers and Co. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's basically the love of being read too loud. So that's and on Tuesday uh, after let, school. Let's mention one other little thing about that. Sure. While you enjoy a snack. Well, you, yes, we do love to have <laughs> snacks available at the library. So, yes. um, that is something that uh, we do try to have. Yeah. Um, we also have a letter or sorry, a paper making workshop yeah. this Saturday, November 25th in the afternoon at the Nichaco branch. Yes. So you can come and learn how to make your own handmade paper. So with the pulp and the screens and mm-hmm. you can add in your own flower bits and color and then you're actually going to press and make your own paper and you're going to get to walk out with your own handmade paper that then you could write someone a holiday greeting or someone a a, a letter or gift it to someone um, this year. So that's pretty cool. And another one that's 
it's a, it's a mini program. So it's a set of three, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. It's, um, done in partnership with the, con- uh, the conservatory of music and it's called pop talks, mm-hmm. which is basically Using stories, sounds, and images, music historian Paul Harris will let you in on what you might be surprised to learn about the music you love. Mm. So each session has a different subject. So this, sorry, no, next Thursday? November 30th, um, there's one about women of the British invasion. It wasn't just the Beatles Uh, and boy bands is the title. Sorry? It, it wasn't? wasn't? No. no. And then December 2nd at the Nachaco branch, it's the British are coming. The forgotten <laughs> impacts of the British invasion. Yeah. Um, and on Thursday, December 14th, the topic is Elvis, Michael Jackson, and the tragedy of superstardom. Mm-hmm. So basically each section each week has a different yeah. subject and theme, and you're going to learn all about music and history. So it's going to be Perfect. a fun way to take in a history lesson. Yes. And now something where... Local history mm-hmm. is also big at the library with the Gene Clark Awards. It is. And nominations are still open for one of the awards. Yeah, so basically there's two categories, yes. the Publication Awards and the Service Award. Mm. So the publication ones are done and the volunteer readers are actively yes. reading through that's all why the they submissions. Need to have a, that's why they need to have an early mm-hmm. deadline. Yes, exactly. So they need to read through all the submissions and then shortlist for the finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that work is being done right now. Yes. Um, but the awards for the service award are still open. And the deadline for that closes, I believe, in early January. I want to say... January the 9th. 9th. Perfect. I gave you a few extra days. January 9th. Um, And that's really... um, So last year, it was Edie Frederick and Jennifer Piggin who won for their contributions around the Decal language and really honing in on that and through their their hard work on that. Um, But it's any individual or organization who are doing a lot of great work in the preservation and promotion of local okay. history. So that's kind of the, the guiding yeah. principles of what you're trying to think about when you're trying to think about who you might want to nominate. Nominations are pretty easy. It's not a ton that I need from you, and you basically sent me an email mm-hmm. um, with why you think uh, this individual or organization should be nominated for the service award, and all the details are on the PGPL website at pgpl.ca. Idea though, before you make the nomination, check with the person to make sure they don't have a problem being nominated. I don't see why anybody would, but I know some people would prefer to stay sort of behind the scenes. I guess, but you so, know, yeah. sometimes people will say no and they really are deserving of an award. Oh, yeah. I know. So maybe don't check with them. I'm oh, not okay. sure. <laughs> I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that because I okay. feel like there's so many wonderful people out there and yeah. they, they have the, they still are, are too shy and they don't think that they're deserving, but they really are. So yeah. sometimes they just need to be pushed out of their yeah. comfort. The publication <laughs> one's a little bit easier because they already published the book. It's yeah. kind of hard for them to say, no, you can't submit that. True. Yeah. <laughs> you guys say, we found a copy of it. We're going yeah. it's, it's, it's to, it's in the system now. Yeah, exactly. So now, when are the awards themselves? Um, they're either going to be on, sat- like we're still determining it, ah, but it's okay. the very end of February, mm-hmm. either the 24th or the 25th, either that okay. Saturday or Sunday. So we're yes. still ironing out those details. But, but it, it will be for, it it will be before Leap Day, at least. Yeah, and yes. it's right. Um, it's always part of um, local history week. Oh, okay. Um, or hi- that's not the right title of the week. Mm. Uh, it's called Heritage Week. 
Okay. There it is. Yes. Sorry, came okay. to me. A little okay. slow Good. on that one. Right. No problem. on the uptake. We always try to incorporate the Gene Clark Awards as part of Heritage Week because yeah. we think it's quite quite fitting. Yeah. And now those are open to the public, are they not? The, the Gene events? Clark Awards? Yes. Yeah, they sure okay. are. Um, depending on the location it is by, like, mm. um, you do have to register to attend. Yes. Um, but yes, anyone can attend that. And Absolutely. the nice thing is, again, this year, you can attend. In person, I, yeah. Because Yay. last last year was it? Last year was the first one we'd had post COVID that we were okay. able to have in person. Yes. But the two two years before that, we um, I had to do we, it by we Zoom. Well, we, we broadcast it actually oh, through okay. a wonderful partnership with CKPG. So they ah, huge partners, big yeah. supporters. So we really thank them for their their help in helping us yeah. uh, get that out. Good. And so now, people want more information about the Gene Clark Local History Awards and how to do the nominations. It's you. It's me, yep. And there's a lovely little button on the homepage of pgpl.ca, so you don't have to try to look too hard. It's right there on the front page. Just click Gene Clark Nominations. And then you also, on that same page, after you clicked on the Gene Clark Nominations, you go up and click on Programs and Events and prepare to be overwhelmed. Yes, basically. Yes. We always have so much great stuff. And just remember those beautiful filters yes. uh, really do help. So if you um, are an adult and you really don't care about the children's programming, uh, you know, select adult yeah. um, or all ages, and then uh, you'll have a huge, beautiful list of all the programs coming does up. It, does it allow you to, be, to filter as well by time of day? You know what? I don't remember if it does or not. I know it can do age, it can do location, it can do the day of the week, but I'm not sure that it can filter time of day. Yeah, because I'm thinking some adults, if they're working 9 to 5, they might be interested in events, but they can't go during the day. Yeah, so so that's actually why we try to program the majority of our adult events in the evening Mm -hmm. um, and and or on Saturdays when, when... the adult, normal, typical kind of nine to fivers. Yes, uh, we're at work, so we we need those evening programs. Okay. Yeah. Jen Rubido from George Public Library. Uh, thanks for coming in again. I'm sure we'll be chatting next month, maybe a little bit earlier because Christmas gets in the way. But I'm Sounds sure we'll good. figure it a day. I look forward uh, to it. Also, like to thank uh, Bradley Charles from Theatre Northwest, Colleen Van Mook, Downtown Prince George, and Dr. Annie Booth from Inspiring Women Among Us. Tune in tomorrow for Kylie and Darren. After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10. And for past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFISFM in Prince George. Proudly supported by local professionals like Realtor Tab Baker. Call 250-613-1755.